Welcome to the Sports Betting Podcast. The Line Breakers. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is the Line Breakers Podcast. This is uh, week number 12 here. I'm uh, here with the professor. He kind of took a week off. He was uh, taking a little R&R vacation. How was that? How are you doing? Everybody needs some time off. Of course, yeah. Down there in sunny South Carolina. Yes. Getting right into the week. We uh, we took last week off. We were just kind of working on our uh, algorithm, working on all that stuff, all the uh, data, our website. Our website's coming along perfectly. Uh, we're not giving out picks through Instagram per se. You have to DM us for the time being, and we'll more than happily uh, give you our picks. Once again, we suggest that if you're listening to the podcast on our website, thelinebreakers.com, sign up, subscribe to the podcast. Um, you're in store for some good content, entertaining, me and the professor. We try to make it interesting, especially when uh, Derek's not here, but he will be here soon. And yeah, we just love talking about sports, betting. There's a lot of you guys are here for the bets. And helping you make money. Of course. Everyone's here to make money. And that's what we do. We try to make money. Two two weeks in a row before we took the week off, we were uh, in the green, positive. Um, we always have our guarantee that if you don't cash, we don't cash. So if we don't go positive for the week, we will refund you. Not refund you. We will give you the next week free. And that's what we just... we we. We trust our algorithm. We trust the system. We trust how we do of all our research and we analyze all the picks. And that's why we provide you all those write-ups that we give you. You know, if you ever received a pick from us, you know that we put a lot of time into our picks. We explain why we're taking the team that we're taking or the over-under. Um, and not just for peace of mind, just because we actually believe. We actually believe that through all of our research and analysis that we can uh, find a winner. Yeah, and, and that makes us yeah. different than from other people. That's what we've been seeing from the comments that uh, the uh, our, our customers uh, give us. You know, they, they like the fact that we are um, analytical in our in our approach to picking um, winners. Yeah, we've seen all these pages. Some pages you just it's like they wrote like four teams down on a napkin, and they're like, "Here you go, here take Good the luck. wheel. Give us, know? give us, give us, yeah, <laughs> give us your money, and uh, here are the four picks. Uh, yeah. See you never." Um. But yeah, I mean, you see those write-ups, and but that's what we just love to do. I mean, we love to uh, we love to look at games, look at lines, see how they shift, look at all the trends, and find those. On the podcast today, though, we'll be talking uh, about the British Open. We got the British Open coming up there, Professor. Yes. Uh, talking about talking about some big records. I know it's the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. We're going to talk about some other records in sports. Talk about the NFL. 51 days till the NFL, but who's counting? NCAA football. And that's what we'll be uh, talking about on uh, this podcast. Um, got anything uh, for me, Professor? Maybe talk about uh, what about the moon landing quickly. What did you uh, think the about moon the moon landing? landing? Yeah, when you first uh, heard about it. I'm a little too... Uh, you weren't even around. <laughs> I wasn't even a thought. I was just uh, a young kid. Uh, it was cool. The moon landing was pretty cool. Uh, you know, everybody... Uh, w this was an exciting time. By the way, I saw uh, I was down in... Uh, a uh, place called Paulie's Island, South Carolina, and uh, we were watching one of the things there with uh, Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite. With I the actually would. I actually would serve Walter Cronkite drinks at Lincoln Center when I was a bartender at college. Oh, look at that. That guy was an amazing. He, he's like God walking in a in a place. You know, yeah. this guy was so trustworthy, mm -hmm. and and these clips of him talking about the moon landing and 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 what happened. It was an incredible time. So I'm sure in the next few days, especially in four days from now, I think it is. Uh, yeah, the right, anniversary. The, of July twentieth. You're going to see a lot of the stuff that happened. People forget the incredible stuff that happened 
when they landed on the moon. Yeah. You see all those cool pictures and just being out yeah. in space. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad you guys are here for the, uh, the ride. We'll uh, be right back to bring you into the British Open. And we're back. The Linebreakers podcast, number 12. Coop here with the professor. Once again, if you're on the website, www.thelinebreakers.com, subscribe to the podcast. I mean, we're here to uh, not only tell you a little bit about betting stuff, give you lines, give you some uh, interesting storylines about sporting events, but we're here to entertain you, right? Yeah. And by the, the way, day, in the future, we're going to be have we're going to have some uh, some interesting people will be joining us uh, ooh, to talk. So ooh, don't give away too much. No. Don't give away too much. Okay. Yeah. I'm but hoping yeah. it's Pete Alonso, but we'll, we'll figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> Got him on speed dial, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but the British Open, big to cap off the uh, all the majors in golf, British Opens this week. Uh, over there in Northern Ireland, the first time it's there since 1951, I believe. They're out there for the, because uh, the Claret Jug, I guess that's called. And like I said, it's here to cap off all the majors, all the, uh, all the uh, eyes of the golf world are there, not just for... The fact that it is the British Open, but the fact that it's in Northern Ireland is kind of, they always say this like mystique. That's what everyone's been saying the past couple of weeks is like this mystique about this golf course, the Royal Portrush Country Club or golf course. And uh, well, there's a history. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of history to this thing. And this uh, story with uh, uh, Rory. Uh, Rory. Rory McIlroy. Yeah. Um, I mean, what is he? hit 61 when he was 16. Jeez. Yeah, just a young, <laughs> just, just a young pup. I mean, I wouldn't have... Uh, I mean, I always joke around uh, with my friends, and I'd say, if uh, you give me a couple rounds of golf, I'll break 100, no problem. Yeah. Definitely not close to 61, though. Well, I hit, I hit 61 in usually my first four uh, yeah, holes. Yeah, exactly, right. Yeah. That's usually that's what we talk about, right? Yeah. Only through four. I'm a 61 the guy through four. No shame for me. I walk in dignity as I go to the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, just play nine holes, go into the, uh, get a couple of drinks. That's right. That's right. Um but yeah, Roy McIlroy, he's obviously from Northern Ireland, the kid, the kid from Northern Ireland. So, I mean, he's obviously the favorite. So, yeah, he's the emotional favorite, I think, is what's going on yeah, here. Yeah, obviously. You know? I'm kind of interested to see all these, I mean, I wouldn't say crazy Irish fans, but we saw all them when McGregor, the UFC fighter, came out yeah. and fought. I mean, we see all these Irish guys. I mean, you think of an Irish guy, you think of like this guy, like white guy, has a beer in his hand, you know, kind of screaming, yelling, like ready to fight anyone at any time. So, I'm kind of interested to see if... Uh, like, if he wins, like, how crazy it's going to get, or if he loses, how crazy it's going to get. Like, are people going to start riding? Is this going to be a different type of golf golf event? I, I Well, look, I, I uh, it'd be great if it will be a tremendous story if he does win, although I don't think it'll happen. Oh, oh that's oh, that's oh. my feeling. Oh, oh. I, you, I think, we I, got? We obviously I think got you should, you should put some money on him, but I just don't. <laughs> you you got to spread this thing around. Uh, but the, sports is weird like that. You always have, like, that emotional, like, factor, like we saw last week with the Angels, like, Things just happen. Like, you can't explain it. And it's just, it's, it makes well, you think. Well, let's go back to the Masters, where Ooh. I had put a few bets. <laughs> and my winner, Tiger Woods, <laughs> Tiger, Tiger Woods, not Joe. only recouped some of the other ones that I put in there, but even more. So, yeah. so it, you know, you, you got to do that. I, I, that's what I'm saying. And I think uh, Brooks. Brooks uh, Kepka. Kepka. That guy is, is money. He's a stud. And, and so is Dustin Johnson. So... But Tiger Woods is up there too. But mm-hmm. he's he's a he's an emotional favorite. I don't think uh, it's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, the, oh, the board. I mean, Tiger has been playing well. Obviously, won the Masters. But it's always every time he comes out. I mean, there's obviously a lot of hype. The Masters, the golf wants to um, 
promote him more. Obviously, more eyes on Tiger. He always he always breaks ratings every time he's uh, up in the um, last couple pairings on Sunday. But he's obviously going for his 16th. A lot more. Uh, I wouldn't say pressure, but I mean, I guess since he's won the Masters earlier this year, people are believing back in. Um, they're back on board with Woods, and they believe that he can uh, win again. Yeah. But uh, Brooks Kepka, I mean, I don't know if you saw the interview today, but Brooks Kepka was talking. He's just like a real, like, he's totally not a golf guy like you like you think about golf guys. Like, you think golf guys, you think kind of like, I don't know, like six feet, like, I don't know, 170 pounds. They don't look like, they don't look like too athletic, but obviously they're very good at golf. Brooks Kepka looks like he's like a middle linebacker. He looks like, yeah. just, I don't know his, his stature, but to me, if I saw him, he'd probably be like 6'4", like 240, just like chugs like, I don't know, six packs, like no problem. He actually said that he doesn't practice. For regular tournaments, he doesn't practice. He says, when you see me on TV, that's me. That's when I play. That's when I play golf. And he's won four, four majors. And he's just been dominating recently. I've made money with him, so I'm, I'm happy that he doesn't practice that much. I'm afraid that if he does, he may not win. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he's finished at least top. He's finished in the top two six out of the last nine majors. You take those, there's their bets out there. You have them uh, covering the top five or top ten. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a nice, you don't have to worry about the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, he's obviously been there the last, uh, or in close to the last nine times he's been up there. And it's a pretty safe bet. Nothing wrong with uh, trying to... Um, Go with that. Yep. Kind of a little, I mean, you also have Jordan Spieth on the list. I kind of put him down here just because back in 2015, 2017, he was such a contender. Seemed like he was winning everything. He's 30 to 1 here. I like him a lot, but uh, I, I've lost some money on him, so I'm going to throw him to the dogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's it. It looks like Jordan Spieth. But my man, the guy that I love the most, he, he doesn't even come in here. So he may be this dark horse, and that Wait, is your boy? Oh, Phil your boy, Nicholson. The lefty? The lefty. <laughs> That's the guy. Yeah, he always he uh, he's kind of hit the social media world by storm. He's been releasing kind of like funny videos. I gotta. Well, he's a great American. St- um, uh, you know, he's a great American story, man. Yeah. People love him for all the crazy things he does. Yeah. So, anyway, I think it's it's uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, um, um, golf tournament. Um, again, Rory Moroy. I mean, if he can if he can make it, great. But I think, oh, McElroy? Yeah, I yeah. think he's... he's I mean, uh, yeah, going for his fifth. There's kind of other yeah. storylines. Mickelson's... I mean, not Mickelson. Wood's going for his 16th. Rory going for his fifth. Kupka going for his fifth. I think I saw only 13 golfers in history have more than five majors. So it's kind of like get to five, you kind of start talking on the upper echelons of the greats. Yep. But uh, another name I saw here, Tommy Fleetwood. I, just, I, I, I saw this name Fleetwood. All I could think about was Fleetwood Mac and the Dream, and it's kind of like that. That's slow-paced music, but it's kind of like that golfer music. Like, you can listen to while you're golfing and just going with the flow. Like Caddyshack, just me, 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 You're watching too many movies. Hey, Caddyshack. Caddyshack should be everyone's movie to watch. Like, this is how you play golf. Get Rodney Dangerfield out there with his great big orange bag, playing the music, swinging his hips. Going to the bar saying, bring a picture every 30 minutes, and then when we're passed out, bring it every 15 minutes. All right, now you're confusing movies. <laughs> back no, that's to what school. he said. Yeah, no, I know that, but oh, that he said that. back to school. No, I think he said, oh, maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> Just all you youngins out there, why don't you listen to some, go watch some Rodney Dangerfield stand-up. He's the king. All right, let's get back to sports. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about, I guess, today in baseball, right? Mm-hmm. What, well, let's, let's, what let's, happened? Uh, Oh, you mean last week in baseball with the old... Well, well it's kind of like we mentioned a little bit about the Hill Angels thing and how they're kind of 
out of this world um, thing. And when the uh, honored Tyler uh, Skaggs um, the other week, he obviously uh, That's died un- yeah, unpronounced, um, kind of just... I don't know the cause of death, but it's kind of just one of those things. It's just one of those freak things. You hate to see it. And, um, yeah, but they honored him last week. Obviously, no one's going to wear his number again. Um, But, yeah, they came out and they threw a team no-hitter, which, I mean, doesn't really happen that often, obviously, no-hitters. And especially team no-hitters when you're taking pictures out, putting new guys in, it kind of throws off everything. But they threw a team no-hitter. And the last time a California team threw a team no-hitter was on Tyler Sag's date of birth. That's kind of pretty wild uh, thing to imagine. And there was like a whole other couple things there too, like how they, uh, what was it? They think they scored a certain amount of runs. Like his birthday was like seven. I think he was like born, what, July July 8th or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it just makes you think how like sports, it's like random, always like that. And it's like, what's what's controlling that? Yeah, but in baseball, everybody's a, a little superstitious, so they look at different things, right? So you got to see the signs, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Skaggs died on the same day he was born. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the no-hitter was on right. the same day of his birth. Yep. The day they honor him, they throw a no-hitter. Yep. The last con- uh, combined no-hitter was on his birthday. Yeah, not so, just his birthday, just his date of birth, like the day he was born. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is pretty wild. Then Mike Trout hit a ball. He's obviously number 45. Uh, he hit a ball 454 feet, I think, like on the day, like just... Incredible. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, if you look at uh, on this day in baseball, 1941, Joe DiMaggio hit a, uh, what is it, got a hit in uh, 56 straight games? Yeah, today, back in 1941, was his was the day he hit for 56 straight games. That would have been cool to see that. Yeah, that would have been pretty impressive. You'd have to go to Cleveland to see that one, though. And plus, you have to be around in 1941. That's, uh, that, too. That will make me really old right now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess one thing you can go back in time and see him is 56. And also something, a little uh, little side note to that, he obviously went hitless the next day, but then he went on a 16-game hitting streak. Yeah. So I think, uh, what was that like? I guess getting getting on base and what? He got a hit in 72 of 73 games. Pretty, just, just a mind-blowing set. Obviously, many people say that he's the best hitter ever, best player ever, um, especially if she players that... Uh, paid with him a lot back then and also another thing they played uh i guess the heinz 57 company was sponsoring if he would have got a hit for 57 it would have been he would have got 10 grand back then which is obviously a big chunk of change for 1941 so just a quick game break uh mets are winning uh, two uh, two nothing over the twins and brewers are up one nothing and the pirates are deadlocked at zero and the Rockies had just uh, had the first pitch. So uh, just keeping yep. everybody abreast of mm-hmm. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are our uh, four plays. Obviously, we're not posting on our Instagram page per se. If you were to DM us, we would more than gladly give you our picks. But we are moving towards um, getting our website fully functional. Um, but we'll notify you of that for those changes when they uh, occur. So we were talking about uh, quickly about these uh, streaks uh, with, with Joe DiMaggio. We also have what is it? Uh, Cy Young's complete game record, uh, seven fifty nine. Started at, uh, he started eight hundred and fifteen yeah. games. You know what? We talked about this the the, the one of the last po- podcasts, right? He didn't start seven. He 
He, those are complete games. Right. He so pitched all nine innings. You got guys more. now that can't even last five innings. I know. You have guys that, like the Mets closer a couple weeks ago, he can't go more than five outs. You got to pick on the Mets, huh? Oh, well, I mean, I mean, the Mets are, they're just so easy. They're just the easy target <laughs> right now, especially right now. But but it's it's frustrating to watch that you get a, I mean, okay, so let's talk about the Mets. You know, you get a guy coming in there and he could barely throw one pitch and then they got to take him out. I yeah, mean, I this is just, uh, yeah. the, the game is think, really like, terrible. What was happening to these guys' arms? Like, were they just not throwing hard enough? Were they not throwing a lot of breaking balls how come their arms weren't just shredded 759 complete games he pitched in 815 because the the younger generation are a bunch of babies that's yeah. why but that's definitely a record that will never ever ever people say records are never broken that will never ever ever be broken another record that i mean i think it could be broken uh, especially the way the game is going right now and how like how long quarterbacks are playing brett Favre, 297 consecutive start streak I think that could be broken, but I mean, obviously, it's Eli Manning was the closest. They took him out. Um, what was that last year? They made him ruin it, or two years ago? Yeah, yeah. Two hundred thirty-nine QBs started within that time from when he started in '92 when he came in for the Magic Man, Don Majikowski, and when he finished up in, I guess, what 2013, uh, I guess. Yeah, I can see you starting to get excited just talking about football. Yeah, well, right and, now, and the Packers too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the Packers. And we all love the Bears as Packer fans. They started 22 quarterbacks during that streak. So uh, find a quarterback, why don't you? And, and speaking about the, and we'll just go briefly over a few of these things. Yeah. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr., consecutive game streak, 2,632 games in a row, over 16 seasons of playing every game, right? So the streak did not stop until he personally stopped it himself by asking for the game off, which is yeah. pretty classic move that people haven't forgotten about that. This this yeah. this guy was could have gone on for mm -hmm. a lot more. It was actually against the Yankees and I think Derek Jeter was the one who noticed he wasn't on the playing card and they yeah. kinda they kinda honored him a little bit for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Wooden. Yes. What did they call John Wooden? The Oz of uh what they call him? The Emerald? Wizard of Westwood. The Wizard of Westwood. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seven consecutive NCAA titles. But he had Lou Alcindor. You know who Lou Alcindor? Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, of course. Yeah, who okay, do you think you're okay. talking to? He went to do you know what high school he went to? Uh, uh, Power uh, Memorial, baby. <laughs> <laughs> a good old Catholic school in the in like uh, in California. Where'd he no, go? No, no, right in Manhattan. Oh, it was uh, on Fifty Something Street. Now it's a bunch of condos. Yeah, recruit it's your boy. Too bad. So yeah, yeah. So Lou sent the Bill Wooden. No wonder he's winning. You know, second, seven consecutive NCAA. Yeah, back to back thirty winning seasons, eighty-eight train game winning streak. But the I gotta tell you, John Wooden, uh, his his uh, his. Coaching style. He uh, he yeah, was known for so many different things. One of the things he would say was really cool. He says, "Do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do." So I took that. Yeah, don't worry Internalized about it. it. I say, "Don't let the diet get in the way of my food." <laughs> I love that. Yep, that's good. I kind of think the same way. Okay, so we're gonna go for a. Okay, we're gonna go for a uh, little break. And we're back. Uh, this is the professor and Coop. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking now about the stuff that everybody's been waiting for. Mm -hmm. The National Football League. 51 days till kickoff. That's when the Packers play the Bears on uh, that opening Thursday night game. 17 days till the Hall of Fame game. Falcons, Broncos, if you like uh, 
if you really like betting football and you want to uh, toss your, uh, I don't know, it's almost like playing like Russian roulette if you're going to bet on the Hall of Fame game, let alone any preseason game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting. You just love football. You just kind of get that kind of get that energy going. Yeah, and you get the, everybody getting involved in the fantasy uh, you know, yep. uh, teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an interesting point we wanted to make, and this is something people, I guess, overlook, um, um, training camp, mm-hmm. those four weeks, they're trying to figure out who they want. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as you get later into the training camp, um, people get hurt. Yep. Sometimes uh, what you see is uh, career-ending uh, Yeah, that's something injuries. you really hate to see, especially those season-ending injuries. There's usually one or two or maybe even three a year, and um, you get these big-time players there, what are they tearing their ACLs or what have you, and, and they're out for the year, done, just like that, not even... It's almost like fake time. Like you, As a fan, you hate to see it. Obviously, training camp's necessary for like getting on page with everything, but... It just stinks. You want them to get at least if they're going to get hurt for the season. Get do it while they're in a meaningful game. Right. And so a lesson from the professor is don't count your chickens before they're hatched. Mm-hmm. And the idea there is that you can take your bets early, and all of a sudden your bet is blowing mm-hmm. up because some people are getting hurt in training camp. Yeah, you think one that you're going to start the season with this 53-man roster, but what do you know? It's, it just so happens, whatever. Tom Brady gets hurt in preseason. I mean, that's why I don't want to be throwing these future bets out way too early and uh, kind of just blowing your season up before it even starts. And another thing, too, holdouts. Holdouts affects, I mean, obviously it affects the future. You don't know if they're going to play. We saw the extent of what a holdout can actually do last year with Le'Veon Bell. Held out the whole year, didn't play, now on the Jets. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I think we're going to see players not playing going into the season. I mean, players want to get money, want to get paid. They've seen that they don't really take that big of a pay cut when they're when they're missing games. Melvin Gordon, he said this year, he said, he's like, I'm not going to come to training camp, I'm not going to play unless I get a new contract. And they know that works. Because, I mean, one, it, you don't uh, put your body through that stress of a 16-game year, especially if you're on your last year of your contract. You can, whatever, get injured, something like that. Yeah, but sometimes that, all that stuff causes a lot of tension, too, on a team. Uh, what, what was that, uh, Odell? Uh, what is issues that were poor? I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, when you just have like kind of like the, the, the cancer of the team, quote-unquote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that does affect – it affects everything. It affects the room. I mean, people can say it's not awkward um, in the locker room setting, but, I mean, it's awkward. I mean, you have the team – it's pretty much like the team versus the ownership, like the players versus the ownership, and it's always been like that. It's always going to be like that. Owners want more money. Players want more money. I mean, obviously, the owners run the league. We saw a holdout. We saw lockouts. Um, what was that, five years ago, six yeah. years ago? Yeah. I mean, that's the power that the league can hold. I mean, Goodell, Goodell, I mean, he could say he's a player's uh, commissioner, but, I mean, he works for the commissioners. They give him that big uh, big $20 million a year salary. So that's, um, I mean, that's what he's trying to favor. He's trying to favor the owners. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's also interesting, too, with holdouts, and you have, like, real-world com- like comparisons, like if you're... Like, say, if you're, like, a kid and you're just like, I'm going to hold out. Like, I'm just not going to do my chores for the so day. So who, who do you think would be a big money player this year are you, you're going to go for? <laughs> for what? Score points or whatever in uh, fantasy football <laughs> or, or, or betting. I mean, you got to go with the uh, quarterbacks. I mean, um, Patrick Mahomes, he's obviously on everyone's high and everyone's board. But, I mean, wide receivers. Everyone puts value in wide receivers in fantasy football. Um, they get the catch, the yards, touchdowns, especially in your PPR league. 
Um, what's everyone's? Um, I love Matt Ryan. Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. I love that kid. Please. But if he doesn't get <laughs> it together, good, this year, I'm going to go out there on the field myself and show him what I got. No, I mean obviously he's going to be a big laugh. <laughs> 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 yeah, twenty-eight to three, right? He does get no. Uh, I mean, to be fair, he does get no respect just because one, he hasn't won a, a Super Bowl, and two, when he got there, he kind of. I mean, was it him choked or the team choked? But I mean, you got to get for the quarterback, you get the blame for this uh, or the um, praise when you win. So, and that's why he's kind of um, he's looked down upon. I mean, people don't give him the respect he earns. You can see his stats; he's probably up there with the top. He when he won his MVP two years ago. The next two seasons, he's matched that, if not done better. So it's true. I mean, show some uh, show some love for uh, Matty Ice. Well, in future podcasts that are coming up, uh, we'll be talking a whole lot more about football and, and the uh, picks that we'll, we'll we'll have for who wins it all. And mm-hmm. of course, yep, it'll it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of excitement for this. So. Mm-hmm. And also a little bit of uh, college football coming up. I know you guys are ready for that, ready for Gus Johnson Saturdays and Friday night football for college football. I mean, we'll definitely have more of that coming up for you. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about, like, coming in the later podcast about how the, how the whole, pretty much just a six-team um, NCAA football. I mean, you've seen the last couple of years is Clemson, Alabama. Alabama runs the SEC. Clemson runs the ACC. Everything else is kind of just there. The but Big Ten's kind of there. We have Penn State, obviously, who uh, is kind of pretty good. My alma mater yeah. for law school, yeah. Yeah, I, I figured yeah. I'd throw that one in there. Although but, I uh, thought you were picking a more interesting team like Holy Cross. But. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Holy Cross. They had that one kid, uh, what, 20 years ago who played offense Gordy and bombs. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you this, and the reason why I brought that up, uh, Holy Cross, is that we will be looking at some of our picks in college for some of the games that a lot of people don't see. Mm-hmm, exactly. And we're going yep. to give those out to say, bet on this because everybody else is missing it. Yeah, the lines that really don't get a lot of attention. People don't put a lot of effort into making those lines, and that's when you really cash in. I mean, everyone just like looks at like the big Saturday night game. Was it Alabama-Auburn, Iron Bowl, or all these big games, Michigan-Ohio State? But they don't worry about like the MAC, Holy Cross. They don't worry about those games that much, so we pounce on them. And that's where we get it. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. right. But, I mean, that's just a kind of uh, foreshadowing of what we were talking about the next uh, couple of podcasts. I mean, NFL rearing up, college football rearing up. And, yeah, I mean, it's just an exciting time to uh, to be in this betting game. And, uh, and we're definitely here to make you guys money. So we want to um, finish up today with some, some new um, yeah, issue some new that's technology. coming up. Technology and baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, technology switch taking back over and the forth world. on sports, but... This is quite interesting. What do you what do you think about this? Yeah, obviously, uh, a couple days ago or last week in the Atlantic uh, Baseball Independent League, um, they debuted the robot umpire. It's a track man. It's called the Track Man, um, and yeah, pretty much just it's like uh, how if you watch on TV, you see the K zone in the bottom right hand corner. Uh, that's happening real time. It's relaying the call to the umpire, and he's pretty much making the call from what they say. I think he could change up a little bit, but I mean, it's pretty much going with their call. All right. So I see that other technology now, where they where they show you where the pitch went and if it cut through the uh, the the strike yeah, zone, exactly. right? It like hits the plate. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm so glad they don't stop every pitch and say, okay, you messed up. We yeah. gotta go to videotape mm-hmm. yeah. and everything else. But yeah, no, this thing, yeah. what I'm concerned about is, I guess the the the, the robot will will size up the batter also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of weird how I you do. I mean, I a little read through the article. It takes obviously his height. Um, into factor and also it's something about if he played in the majors before I, I don't know what that meant um, maybe it's a smaller strike zone if he played in the majors I really didn't understand that but imagine arguing with a robot yeah and getting thrown cool out by a robot that'll yeah. be kind of cool 
I feel like that's when like robots will just take over the world. They take over baseball. They're just going to take over the world next. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the umpire, the home plate umpire, who was, I mean, for the first thing, he was saying how it makes it a little bit easier on him because he, the players know, coaches know that he's not really making the calls. It's there is a reason why the system is calling it a strike, whether it, whatever, what slices the edge of the plate. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like it's going to show like tennis. If anyone seen the eagle eye in tennis, how it's like zooms in and it'll like show like the shadow of the ball, like hitting the line or not hitting the line. That's what it's going to be like. So do you know how the umpires uh, used to uh, call strikes a uh, long, long time ago? <laughs> is this like the back before the, the dead ball? This is era? a lesson for you to learn, my son. <laughs> <laughs> is this so, Tim Burns' documentary? On the I think it is. So the, the, the umpire was sit like about, about <laughs> five yards back or something, somewhere back there sitting, sitting down, down there with a hot dog. And he, and he looked there probably having a drink, which yeah. is the way to probably umpire the way they're doing it now. And he would call the strikes from there. Yeah, I imagine like a guy looking like Raleigh Fingers with that mustache just drinking some <laughs> single malt. Single mall just having to be like, that was good. <laughs> it's a strike. But yeah. So anyway, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen with that, with uh, with robotics. Uh, yes, you will have these strikes called, I guess, correctly. But it'll take away from the excitement with a uh, with an umpire who makes a mistake every once in a while yeah. and people mm-hmm. get pissed off, you know. Yeah, it'll take away that factor. I mean, obviously, if you're a fan of a, like, of a certain team, you almost... Sometimes, I mean, obviously you like want the right call, but I mean, sometimes you don't want the right call. Sometimes you want that umpire to make that that human error and uh, like give you a strike. Like if like if Mariano's on the mound, like he's going to get the strike. Like you won't get that with a robot. That yeah. won't take that into effect. Yeah. Next thing you know, you'll have a robotic pitcher with a robotic catcher, and actually all the people are robots. Yeah. And, and the, we're the prisoners. And they still have the, the guy, the, the human, bringing you popcorn and hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, that guy will never go out of a job though. Because he's, he's just pure entertainment if you into baseball <laughs> games. But also a little bit, too, I want to kind of relate this to real life. Imagine there was just robots just judging your every move, uh, like, just in real life, everyday life. Like you're going to... Uh... Wait till you get married. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's what I was kind of going with. I was kind of... <laughs> I know, Derek, but I was kind of get the whole, like, married uh, thing. It's like, what'd you do? It's like, I did. It's like, no, you didn't. I saw you. Didn't My... put the seat down. <laughs> it's like, what's the call? <laughs> Didn't put the seat down. <laughs> All right, so uh, I mean, I think that'll uh, that'll end it for here for uh, this week, here at the uh, Line Breakers podcast. Once again, on the website, subscribe to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we try to make it entertaining, laugh, funny, but also related to sports and and just get ready for the uh, next couple weeks and uh, incoming months of um, for the NFL uh, season, college football, um, and kind of just rear back into the whole thing. And by the way, uh, thanks to all the people who have been communicating with us, um, you know, asking us about our, the programs, asking us about our picks, and, and giving their their opinion on things, which is kind of cool. That's yeah. the first thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had a couple of people, I mean, throughout the week, throughout the weeks, um, from this build up to now. I mean, yeah. you guys know who you are. Feel free to DM me uh, tomorrow within the next couple of days if you've uh, listened to this. And um, yeah, I mean, you know who you are. You know who uh, are lighting up the DMs and asking us questions. Very interactive. We love it. And soon we'll be uh, going uh, live on some of these podcasts and people will be calling in. So uh, uh, we look forward to that. Yeah. Get your phone ready. I mean, you could see, uh, say whatever you want. Ask the professor uh, where he bought his shirt from or, uh, yeah. I mean, oh, and one I mean, last thing. By the way, I forget that we changed back and forth, but we didn't talk about the home run derby. We should have said something about that. No, we that did. Was, we did? Yeah. Oh, I must have been sleeping. Okay. Yeah, no, you're on R and R. You were down in South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll do with the line breakers. I'm Coop. That's the professor. Bet with your head, not with your heart. Out. <laughs> <laughs>